So since it's the first episode, I wanted to make sure that we started off in a place where you really would understand what I will be sharing with you, even though I'm going to be sharing things of things that I've experienced. And I'm going to be sharing um, interviews with people that what they maybe have experienced for themselves or with other people. The purpose behind this is to really get you to decide what you really want and you creating a life that you love and living it well. That's what my intention is behind every podcast that I deliver. So one of the things that I think is most critical is that whether you think it or not, each and every single day, you and me and everyone has an opportunity to create a day that serves them. Um, and it may not be perfect and you may not do it 100% every day and that's going to be normal. But why not start each day from a place of if you were able to define the day that was really a day that you thought was great and you got a lot from it and you felt fulfilled, what would that day be? So a great way to give you an example of that, you guys will hear me talk about a blank slate a lot. This little piece of paper basically is nothing more than a visual reference for you to think about if you started with a blank sheet of paper and you thought about the morning and then the mid-morning and then the noon and then the afternoon and then around dinner time and then after dinner and then maybe in the evening, if you kind of chunked out things that you thought would be important to you, they didn't have to be a to-do list, but it was really a place for you to be able to start to create ideally how would you want the day to start, how would you want your morning to progress, what do you want to kind of be thinking about in the midday? What do you want to do in the afternoon? How do you want to kind of wrap up your day around dinner time? And then maybe what do you want to do in the evening? The idea is to come up with those basic chunks. And it's not that they have to be hard and defined, but they're almost like aspirational. It's like something that you're able to look at and then you kind of start to build from there. So that when you get done at the end of the day, maybe you were able to kind of create 50% of that or 60 or 70% or maybe 80%. Maybe even some days you were at 100% of all the things that were important to you that you were able to complete in that particular day. I think it's very powerful. I've practiced this over the years, and sometimes I do it well, and sometimes I totally forget about it. But today I thought, you know what? With this idea of launching this new um, podcast, as well as the YouTube videos, I wanted to make sure that there was some place for us to start. And from there, if you actually take 5 minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and you do this, and you create this ideal day, and then you just kind of like an exercise, you keep looking at it each day, maybe go over a, a week or two, maybe over a month, you will be able to refine it. And I guarantee you, if you will do it, that simple little task, you'll find that it really shapes the quality of your life overall. So to give you an example, to kind of um, show you what I've done, this is what I have created, my most recent, what I call my J-Day. And my J-Day consists of starting my day from a place of gratitude. And that's a broad sense. It's not meaning waking up and just doing a woo-woo thing, I feel grateful, writing everything down. And there's nothing wrong with that. But that's not the only thing you do. Today, one of the things that happened, I sat down and Kim and I had a conversation, quite frankly, actually, about this idea. I wanted to share with her what I was thinking about, how I am grateful, how I'm grateful for her in my life, how I'm grateful for the family that I have. Um, how I'm grateful for the opportunity that she gives me, the opportunity to be able to sit down and kind of many things that I want to do. She actually gives me a lot of freedom to do that. And in our marriage, and she knows we've been together for 40 years, it's very important for me to have that freedom. So I came from a place of gratitude this morning, and, and that was the first thing I did. 
the thing that's really important to me is movement. Each and every day that I'm moving in some particular way. Here's the honest truth. I had the best of intentions to get on my bike here in the apartment and start to ride. The day didn't happen. I haven't done it yet. I quite frankly have not moved that much yet today, but it's here. Before the day is over, I will either go for a walk with Kim or I'll get on my bike and I'll start to move, okay? But it's there. And if I don't do it, I'm not going to make myself wrong. But what will happen is there's more of a chance for me to live a life that I really want to live and live it well if I at least make sure that there's a stake in the ground that I'm going to do that. So the day's not over and I probably will get that done. The second thing or third thing on here is exercise. Same thing. Haven't exercised yet. Greatest intentions. And I usually find that if I don't exercise in the morning, it's really difficult for me to later in the day. I probably will do something today to do exercise just because I want to complete the day that way. But it's there. Each and every day, I want to exercise in some way. It doesn't mean I have to do something crazy, but I want to do something. Fourth thing, hydration. Each and every day, I really do my best to try to stay hydrated. I've done pretty well today. I've been hydrating by drinking water, paying attention to it. But like a car, we need hydration. We need to be able to make sure our body has what it needs to be able to fully function, especially if you're moving and you're exercising. And even if you're not, you really need to do that. Next thing, number five. Healthy eating, broad topic. I'm not talking about whether it's keto or intermittent fasting or paleo or Whole30 or Weight Watchers, whatever. It's whatever healthy eating is for you. I know for myself, in the past couple of weeks when this whole coronavirus thing came about, because I track visually everything that I eat, I let go of some of the things where typically I don't eat a lot of carbs. Not that I make them wrong. I just found for myself that they don't make me feel as good if I eat too many. I've eaten more than I normally do, um, but what happens is I kind of get a chance to see, like, how am I reacting to it? And was it fun? Yeah, there was times it's fun. But overall, I'm not really wild about how I feel. And for me, eight and a half plus years since Biggest Loser, I found that for the most part, if I don't go out of my way to really live in the carb world, it seems to work better for me. That's just what, how it works for me. That doesn't mean it'll work way for you, but I am committed to healthy eating. And so that's one of the things on my J day that's very important. The next part, number six, is what I call daily asks. Daily asks are where I'm starting to move into the area of what I do for a living, which is basically I'm a wellness navigator, I'm a speaker, I do social media, I do um, business development, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a strategist. I have a very eclectic career and background, both entrepreneurially and corporately. When I talk about my daily asks, they are basically that each day I'm coming up with what I call five asks which are I'm reaching out to people. And it doesn't mean I'm asking them for something. It means that maybe I'm giving them something. I'm sharing something. And maybe sometimes I am asking. Maybe I'm looking for an opportunity to be speaking at a particular speaking engagement. But overall, it's to be intentional about not just sitting back and waiting for something to come to me. It's about me going out and asking, sharing, being of value to other people. And it's kind of like karma. It comes back to you. So it's not when I use the term ask, it's because I'm working on a book called Make an Ask of Yourself. Because it's really, if you don't make an ask of yourself in your life, who knows what you're missing? What are you leaving on the table? What's not happening? So you want to practice your daily ask muscle. That's for me. That's something I really believe in a lot. The next one is content creation. I live and breathe in the world of speaking, writing, um, social media. So every day I am creating content that I'm, my intention is to create content that, yes, I show things about my family. I love my family. I show things about Jenny's dog, Toby. I mean, I do all kinds of things that are very personal, but that's just 
who I am. I love doing that. But also, I'm every day looking for things that I can share with people or links to things that I think make sense of people. So every day, I'm looking at creating content. So once again, in my ideal day, I'm doing these things that are about my health and well-being, and I'm doing things that fulfill me from a career perspective. Podcast. Very, very important to me, especially now when there's not any real speaking engagements. I'm a speaker. So for me to be able to speak, I want to be able to communicate to people. I want to share things with people. Today, I'm actually doing three podcasts in this day. I've set myself up so that even if it's five minutes in a day, I've decided I'm going to do a podcast every single day. And nowadays with the technology, it's pretty simple. You don't have to do a lot. I use Anchor as the launching pad for my podcast. And then it gets um, communicated out uh, strategically to about eight different platforms. So every day I'm doing podcasts. Those are then translated also into YouTube videos. And then I also can take that content and create um, other social media posts and things along that line. The other part after that is outreach. Outreach is a little bit different than being an ask. Um, outreach is a little less what I would call giving. It's just kind of almost like networking, looking, searching, kind of having your radar out there, looking at what could be a possible thing. It could be something that I might see an industry or a group of people somewhere that I just want to maybe say hello. It's not really an ask. It's just kind of like knocking on somebody's door and saying, hey, I'm here. You're there. How can we maybe collaborate and connect? And that's what really the outreach is. Planning. You can plan in the beginning, um, but before it gets too far in the end of the day, what I find is at least if I sort of kind of think about what could be one or two or maybe three things for the next day that I could just kind of put a stake in the ground towards, I have a better shot of actually making that happen. So after my outreach, I do a little bit of planning. Then pretty much my day is over. Um, usually from there, because I like to cook, I've probably either got something I've already kind of put together that's cooking on a slow cooker, maybe something that's on the stove, uh, or maybe I'm going to prepare dinner, or maybe Kim and I just decide we're going to go out to dinner. But at the end of the day, um, I'm looking to eat something healthy and have a nice evening with my wife, friends, family, and that kind of wraps up the day. Two other things are really important. I began my day from a place of gratitude, and I want to end my day from a place of gratitude. It could be reading something. It could be listening to a podcast. It could be watching something on TV. It might be just something as simple as watching something that's mindless on Netflix or Hulu or Amazon Prime or whatever, HBO Go. And I'm just grateful to sit there in that moment and to not have to think anymore and try to create something anymore and just sit back and relax and enjoy that part of the evening. And last but not least, one of the biggest areas in which I would say of all the things I've done since Biggest Loser that I have not been as consistent on, I'm really not really emphasized my time and energy, and that's in the area of restoration, rest and restoration. Being somebody that makes sure that I get to bed in my bed in a place where all of a sudden I'm actually um, resting, getting deep rest. I have never been a big sleeper. I have really bad case of sleep, uh, sleep, sleep apnea, saying CPAP and sleep apnea at the same time. And I've been horrible at being consistent with my CPAP. And it's not smart because my dad never really used a CPAP and he has sleep apnea and it's really affected his memory. So it's going to affect mine sooner than later, and it's already probably affected it. So if I had to say one of the things that's really missing for me in my quote-unquote J-Day, which is my list here again, just so you can see it, is restoration. And it's the area in which I really need to be a student of and to learn and to really make that be a big part of my life. And I will tell you, 
So for most of us, even if you don't have sleep apnea, it's an area that really is important for you as well, and you should take a look at it. So thank you for being here for the first episode of Going Beyond the Scale. I hope this was of value to you. Uh, please leave your comments. Um, please subscribe to what we're doing. And if you have any ideas or thoughts or people you'd love me to interview around these areas that I've shared with you before in episode zero about going beyond the scale, please let me know. And I will do my best to find those people and we'll get them on and interview them and share that with you. So thanks again. Thank you for your generosity of time. And I will be back. Thank you for listening. Please follow Jay on his website at www.jlynnjacobs.com and follow his Instagram page at smartphonefitjay. Hope you enjoyed the episode.